Hi, this is Corey Turner, and along with my wife Simone, we are the senior pastors of Numa Church. I wanted to thank you for listening to our podcast today. You're about to hear a message from one of our team that we pray builds your faith and empowers you to follow Jesus more closely. Enjoy the message. Great to be with you today, and uh, I am looking forward to bringing the word that um, the Lord has put before us this very day. Let's just take a moment to pray for the Word and our hearts. Get our hearts ready for the Word of God right now. Father, we thank You because when You speak, things change. And we believe that right now, every person listening to Your Word will not hear the voice or the intellect of a man or a human, but Your Spirit is going to meet all of our needs. You will speak to every single one of us watching online, God, and You will meet us and You will change us and You will do for us what we cannot do for ourselves. We receive already Your Word by faith. Whatever You have to tell us, we believe it in advance. In the Name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. And um, we're going to dive straight into the Word. But before we do, I actually just want to ask everyone listening a question. Have you ever been so afraid? Have you ever been afraid maybe more than other times in your life? Like a real standout time where you're just almost out of control because you're afraid. I just want to take you there for a minute. Now, fear always involves some kind of torment. Fear always involves unrest of heart. Now, psychologists tell us that fear happens because of the unknown or sometimes it happens because of sudden movement. Whatever causes it, causes unrest. Now, the truth is, when we translate that to the bigger picture in life, we come across storms in our life that both have sudden movement and the unknown combined together and they cause us to go into fear. One of the things about life storms is that none of us can actually avoid them. Storms in life could look like the loss of your capacity and my capacity to provide for a family suddenly. Storms in life could look like loss of health when you didn't expect it. Storms in life could look like a significant relationship that you treasured being torn in pieces and you could not see it coming. And, and that's the thing about storms. They're often unexpected. Today, the word that I wanna bring to us from the Word of God is that whatever is over our head is under His feet. The whole thing about whatever could actually override our life is under the feet of Christ, over our head, but under His feet. I wanna take us to the Gospel of Mark chapter four and read about a situation that was totally over the head of the followers of the disciples of Jesus, but under the feet of the sleeping Jesus. Have a look at this from verse 35. It says, on the same day, when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. And when they had left the multitude, they took along in the boat as he was, they took him along. Other little boats also were with him. A great windstorm arose and the waves beat into the boat and it was already filling. But he was in the stern asleep on a pillow. And they woke him and they said to him, teacher, do you not care? that we are perishing. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and he said to the sea, peace, be still. 
and the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said to them, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly, and they said to one another, who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? And I just want to begin our thinking, right at the beginning of this, it says that on the same day, what day was that? Well, if you read prior to this incident in the book of Mark chapter 4, the whole chapter is Jesus teaching the disciples parables, stories. He's teaching them some important things. It says that on the same day that He taught them, this happened. Here's the point that I really want to commit to us right at the outset. There is a time when we have to turn everything that we have been taught into practice. You see, Jesus is not just interested in your library. He's interested in your practice. Everything that He teaches you and I, Pastor Corey said it a few weeks ago. He said, whatever the Lord has taught you in the light, don't forget it in the dark. And that is the very truth. When we go through challenging times, that's the time to pull out what the Lord has taught and to put it into practice. You'll find that storms, no matter how sudden they are, and storms are sudden, and that's what we see here. There's one fine moment in life followed by a moment that you didn't expect where everything in life turns around. Like they say, one moment it's all well, the next moment it's all hell. That could happen in any life. One moment we're experiencing fair weather, it's all going good. But then the next moment, it's a storm. Our life has, looks like it's going to spiral out of control, completely out of our own control. It's totally unexpected. The storm that you and I could suddenly go into, I wanna let you know right at the outset, it has not taken God by surprise. You and I are caught by surprise, but not the Lord. While He looks like He's asleep, we will see what happens later. The storm is very sudden. One phone call, one phone call, one moment, one doctor visit, one financial move that you had nothing to do with can topple your business and bring your life right down into a storm. The storm sometimes is our own doing, like we see in the book of Jonah. And sometimes the storm is the enemy attacking and wanting to destroy your life. Just like Jesus taught us in, in John chapter 10 and verse 10, that the thief, the enemy, does not come except to steal, to kill and to destroy. He can instigate a storm in our life. And I just want us again, right at the outset, to build a platform that there is nothing wrong with you or me if we are in a storm. Jesus told us that none of us will be immune to storms. Book of John chapter 16 and verse 33. In the world, you will have tribulation. As a matter of fact, the Apostle Peter builds on that. First Peter chapter 4 and verse 12. He said, don't think it's strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing has happened. It's not strange. Storms come in life. Storms that are unexpected, storms that are severe. We read in here in verse 37 that it was a great windstorm that it beat so vehemently against the boat that it nearly toppled over the boat and the boat was already filling. You see, some storms, I'm not talking about the kind of storm where we're having our morning cup of tea and we dip our Arnott's biscuit in there and it breaks and we say, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? That's not the kind of storm that I'm talking about. I'm talking about the kind of storm 
that is full of turmoil. Who knows that some storms in life bring instant anguish, instant pain, instant severity and heartache. The truth is the storm is a two-level storm. There's the storm on the outside where the boat is filling up with water, but then there's the storm on the inside where the heart is filling up with fear. And, and as the Bible says in 1 John chapter 4 and verse 18, that fear involves torment. Some storms that you go through, some storms that we all go through, they are filled with anguish at the time that we are experiencing them. The Lord is not going to minimise that. We're not going to minimise that. I'm not going to minimise that. We're all in the same boat. You know what? It hurts and it's real. And God is not going to take that away by saying just one magic word. But here's what we'll see God's solution to be. God does not leave you and I in a storm. But a storm, I want us to know as well. I just want to normalise this thing. That a storm can cause you and I to have all matter of doubts. John the Baptist, who was great in faith, went through his own storm. But when he was in his storm and potentially what was going to have it, his head severed from his body and his life ended, he sends messengers to Jesus because doubt was starting to rise in his heart. Are you the coming one or do we look for another? You see, storms can cause us to doubt, but doubt is a struggle, it's not a position. I don't have to stay in doubt. Doubt is a wrestle. Doubt will see how to overcome that by a decision. You see, the disciples had the same doubt. The disciples said, Lord, do you not care? We are perishing. Now that is our language sometimes when we're in a storm. Sometimes when we're in a storm, we're saying, does the Lord even see? Does the Lord even care? Does the Lord even know? It was it theory what I read that all the hairs on my head are all numbered. It just seems like God is so distant. God is so removed. He doesn't even care. As a matter of fact, if you read this closely and you read earlier in the book of Mark chapter four, it was Jesus who said to them, let's go over to the other side. The only reason they were in a storm is because Jesus sent them there. Now that's really challenging. And it's not only challenging because of that, it actually gets worse. He's asleep. He's asleep. Now, now here's the thing. Have you ever been in an emergency and it felt like God was asleep? You're calling on the Lord. It's severe. It's sudden. It's threatening your life. It's threatening something so important. And yet you're saying, Lord, where are you? And He seems to be asleep. That's what's actually happening in this scenario. But here's the thing. And here's the thing that now we're gonna reverse this whole situation by the Word of God. Because if we don't reverse our perspective, pain will run our life, not faith will run our life. The Lord is not surprised by your storm and my storm because every storm is under His feet. If it's over your head and over my head, it's under His feet. Here's what the Bible says in the book of Psalms, Psalm 89 and verse 9. It says that you rule over the raging of the sea. When its waves rise, you still them. There is one who has control over every storm. There is one who knows how to manage every crisis, who will not allow you 
to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. There is one who will be with you in every step of a storm. Here's the first thing that I really wanna commit to us. When you have Jesus in your life, every adversity is turned into an advancement. God guarantees that all things work together for good to those who are the called, who love the Lord. All things, not some things, there is nothing that will come your way that the Lord does not know how to turn into good. You see, Joseph's brothers thought that they were burying him, but little did they know that the Lord was planting him and the Lord was going to turn what was meant for evil to turn it into good. There could be a storm that's raging in your life right now. Right now, that looks like it's gonna topple your whole life over. But I want you to know that the Lord is going to turn the adversity into an advancement. That is the way of the Lord. If we keep on trusting God, if we keep on clinging by faith to Jesus, if we keep on proclaiming the truth, the Lord will take the adversity and turn it into an advancement. All things work together for good to those who are the called. I just want us to, 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 to be encouraged that if we're going through a temporary inconvenience that the Lord has in mind for you and I permanent good. It is okay for me to go through temporary inconvenience of God is going to be bringing me into permanent good. Psalm 119 and verse uh, 71, David says this, it is good for me that I have been afflicted Wow, it is good for me that I have been afflicted that I may learn your statutes. Here's what David was saying. When he crossed the other side of a storm, David looked over his shoulder and he realised every adversity in life, God actually caused it for his advancement. Everything that happened at a contrary challenge, God used it to raise him up, to build him up, to make him the man of God that he had become. He would look over his shoulder and he would see the incident where his wife would be mocking him because he danced before the ark of the Lord. But now he could see it differently. He's past that storm of, of being mocked by a significant other, devalued, his worth brought to shame by his most significant person. But as he looked through that lens of hindsight, he can now see a little bit of insight into that. He says to the Lord, you know what? It was during that time, that Lord, You taught me how to live to the audience of one and rid me of the accolades of man. You took the adversity and You turned it into an advancement. You made me a different human. It wasn't in the palace, but it was in the cave. Lord, that that adversity, You forged me to be the man of God that I am called to be. You made me, You gave me a spine of steel. You taught me that I am strongest when I'm on my knees. You taught me that the Lord will never leave me nor forsake me. See, even the, that promise in the book of Hebrews, chapter 13 and verse five, the Lord will never leave. That word leave is the word let you not sink that we are reading, the Lord will never let you sink. And that's what David realised, that no matter what kind of enemy rose against him, the Lord was with him. He turned the adversity into an advancement. He knew that Goliath would fall by his own sword. The adversity would be turned into an advancement. It happened. David wasn't denying it. 
It hurt. David never said that he wasn't feeling it, but it helped. And that's what the Lord is saying to every single one of us today. Yes, it's happening. Yes, it's hurting, but it will help because I'm going to turn around the adversity into an advancement. God knows how to take the rubbish that is happening in a present storm and fertilise your future and my future with it. He knows how to turn it around and cause it to be for good in every single person's life. I wanna tell some people something. You may have lost your business in this crisis, but could it be, could it be that the Lord is giving you an upgrade on the other side of this and turning the adversity into an advancement? Could it be that what the enemy has meant for evil, the Lord will turn for good? You see, sometimes the Lord, in order to improve our future, He disrupts our present. And that's totally okay because He's got an upgrade in mind for you and I. Archbishop Disman Tutu says this of Nelson Mandela. He says that prison made the man. It wasn't the comfort. It wasn't the times when it was all good. It was the prison that made the man. And God gave him an incredible sphere of influence from prison. His prison became his pulpit because God knows how to take the adversity and turn it into an advancement. Whatever situation you find yourself in, if the Lord is in the boat, our faith needs to declare the Lord will take adversity and turn it into an advancement. There is no storm that will not be an upgrade in your life and my life. It does not happen. If Jesus is on your side, there is an upgrade in mine. Have a listen to this from the book of Isaiah, chapter 30 and verse 18. It says, therefore the Lord will wait. Have you noticed that? Sometimes the Lord doesn't answer instantly even though His response may be instant, the evidence of it may be a little bit later than we had anticipated. It says, The Lord will wait that He may be gracious to you and that He may be exalted. The Lord will wait. There is an appointed time where the Lord's breakthrough will come. Sometimes what happens is this. The Lord does not do what we want. The Lord does not do it when we want it. The Lord does not do it how we want it, only because He's got an upgrade in mind. I I, I think of Mary and Martha of how their brother had died, but Jesus waited and it looked like it was overdue and it looked like He was indifferent. But He had something better than to heal Lazarus. He wanted to raise Lazarus from the dead. You see, because the Lord will wait that He may be gracious to you. Maybe right now you're in a waiting pattern and you're thinking what's happening, but the rest of the verse says that He may be gracious to you. That's what's coming in your world. I wanna commit to us today, God's answers are wiser than our prayers. We can pray and we should pray, but more important than all of that is that we trust Him because His answers are wiser than our prayers. The Lord knows 
how to make sure that everything that you are faced with now, even if you can't find a way, there is nothing that is impossible with our God. He knows how to turn that for good. He knows how to turn the Red Sea into a red carpet. That's His business. He specialises in the impossible. With God, nothing will be impossible. The storm that is over your head and my head is under His feet. And if God is for you, who could be against you? Listen, this is the thing that you and I have got to get so much conviction about. The Lord knows that whatever faces you right now, He's going to put it under your feet shortly in the Name of Jesus, because God is for you. Peter was in that boat. But you know what happened to Peter? Later on when he faced his own storm, we read in the book of Acts that he was asleep, awaiting to be killed the very following day, but he was asleep. Who knows that you only have authority over the storm that you can sleep in. He was asleep. The thing that made him go to sleep in his own storm so that there was an external storm, but on the inside, he was greater than the storm is because he had gone through a previous storm with Jesus. And then he had come out, like Job says, that when I come out of it, I'm going to be like gold. Not that he's going to give me gold, but I'm going to be like gold. I'm going to be a different human filled with faith and ready to meet the future. Right now, you and I could be facing a storm. We need to know the Lord is going to take that adversity and turn that into an advancement. I believe that's a word for somebody right now, right this moment. You're listening and the Lord is speaking to you saying, son, daughter, you may not even know Him, but that's fine, He knows you. He knows exactly where you're at. And the challenge, the adversity that looks so overwhelming, God is going to use it for your good for the rest of your life. Don't lose hope, my friend. But right now we come to something that we have to navigate right this season, not just the future, because some of us could be thinking, you know what, thank you, Mr. Jesus, that you've got all my future worked out. But, 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 I'm, but I live in the present. I, I, like I live today, I'm living in the anguish of today. What, 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 what do I do now? Like, okay, well, look, here's the thing. I just wanna encourage every single one of us that there is only one thing that you and I can do when it's a, a stormy time, when it's a time that looks like it's going to topple. Here's how simple it is. Keep worshipping. Just simply keep worshipping. Keep connected with the Lord. Sinking times are praying times. When Peter was sinking, it says that Peter called out to the Lord, Lord, help. It wasn't profound. It was just a couple of words. Sinking times are praying times. These times are the times when we worship. You know why we worship? Part of why we worship is not only to bless the Lord's heart. It's not only confirming that we have faith in the Lord. It's not only because He deserves to be exalted no matter what the season is. It's not only because of that. One of the things that happens in worship is that it fixes our eyes on the right thing. It takes your eye off the problem and puts them on the problem solver. You see, Job had 10 sons and had 7,000 sheep and 3,000 camels and 500 yoke of oxen. And he would get up every morning and he would say, thank you, Lord, for blessing me. But there was one day when all of that, all of that, everything he had ever worked for, 
his offspring, who were gonna carry his name in the earth, his lineage, all of it was gone in one day. Here's what Job does. Book of Job chapter two and verse four tells us, Job gets up the next day and says, naked, I came from my mother's womb and naked shall I return there. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away, blessed be the Name of the Lord. All Job can do was worship. Say, God, I don't understand everything, but I know to trust Your heart. And that's the thing, worship will get us in a posture of, even if I don't understand with my head, yet my heart could learn to trust Him. That's why Satan went to the Lord after this day with Job. He thought, that's not enough. I'm gonna have to turn up the heat of challenge. I'm gonna have to turn up uh, this storm on Job and ask the Lord to do more to Job. Here's what the Lord says to him. He says, He is in your hand. There's one thing that you can't touch. You can't touch His ruah, His spirit, His breath. Because here's what the Lord knew. Everything that has breath can praise the Lord. Everything that has breath could still worship. And if Job would just continue to worship, he would be sustained, he would be fortified, he would be kept afloat in every storm. The perspective of heaven comes to you and I when we worship. God has not called you and I to figure it out. God has called you and I to believe. And if I can believe and if I can continue to worship, what God will do is that He will make sure that I have the right perspective, that I have the peace of God uh, during this time. I, I read a story the other day of a military officer who had just, was just married and, and he and his bride were off on a cruise ship uh, for their honeymoon. But then there was a great windstorm and everybody was afraid, but he wasn't not because he was a strong man, but because he was a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. And his wife was actually starting to get a little bit annoyed with him while everybody else was screaming, but he was so calm and so peaceful. And what he did was quite extreme. I don't recommend it, but you'll get the point. He took out his gun and he put it to his wife's face. And as she looked down the barrels of his gun, she laughed and she said to him, what are you doing? And he said to her, aren't you afraid? And she said, no. He said to her, why not? And then she got it. She got it. Even though she was looking down the barrel of, of devastation, even though she could have been totally devastated, but she knew He would never harm her. She trusted His heart. Right now, you and I could be looking right down the barrel of a mighty storm, but if you learn to trust His heart that God is for you, you will laugh at the storm. I feel like the Lord wants you and I to be like the Mona Lisa. Our back is against the wall, but there's a smile in our face. I'm smiling because I trust the Lord. I trust the Lord. I know that God is for me. Therefore, who could be against me? Here's the thing, right? A boat is designed to float. A boat is designed to ride every wave. You and I are designed by God to ride every challenge. We can overcome every challenge. We only get into trouble when what's outside the boat gets in the boat. And then the boat starts filling in. And, and you let evil report in. 
You let doubt in. You let the words of Satan in. You let the words of the accuser in. All of those things, that's when we get into trouble. But if we don't allow any of that in, we will see the miracle of God. That's why Zechariah, Elizabeth's husband, was made mute for nine months because God knew he had to put a silencer on his mouth because he was a man full of doubt, full of unbelief. You can abort a miracle by what you say. And that's why the Lord silenced him for his own good. I wanna encourage every single one of us that out of a posture of worship during these days, speak the Word of God only. Push the mute button on every negative report. Speak only what God speaks. Fill your heart and fill your mouth and fill your home, fill your conversation with only the Word of the Lord. I wanna wanna conclude to us by just reading to us Book of Romans chapter 10 and verse 11. It says this, it says, the Scripture says, whoever, whoever, that's every single person, whoever believes on Him will by no means be put to shame. Whoever, that's you and I, if you believe, if you trust Him, if you say, Lord, I choose to trust You. This thing may look a particular way, but You are the Lord that's above all the raging seas. What is over my head is under Your feet. It says that you will by no means be put to shame. I wanna conclude by saying that every storm has an expiry date. Your darkest hour could only be 60 minutes anyway. After every storm, there's a God rainbow. You see, where this whole thing began is that a promise. Jesus said, let us cross over to the other side. Ha! If Jesus said, let us cross over to the other side, then that means there's another side to this storm. Jesus made sure that He doesn't talk too much about the journey. The journey is not guaranteed, but the sure arrival is guaranteed because Jesus said that there's going to be another side to this whole thing. I wanna let us know, promise from God to you and I is a scheduled appointment. It shall surely happen. Habakkuk puts it this way in 2.4. He says, though it tarries, yet it will surely happen. All the promises of God in Him are yes. And in Him, amen, to the glory of God through us. Promise from God will get you to the other side. The storm is not a permanent arrangement. It's a temporary inconvenience where God will do good through it, will advance you. Every miracle in your life and my life always starts with a problem. God wants to do a great miracle in your life and my life. God wants to make sure that every person listening in today knows that there is no virus that is greater than the Name of Jesus. Virus could bring the economic system to its knees, but not the Christ, the risen Messiah to His. No such thing. No economic situation or misfortune is greater than a great provider. Than the one who created all of heaven and earth, He does not run out of ideas. He is watching over you. He is watching over me. Right now, you need to know there is the other side, my friend. There is the other side. Jesus said, we're going to the other side. 
that means you're going to the other side. This is not the end. This is a comma where God will turn the adversity into an advancement and then will take you to the other side. If there's a storm going on in your life right now, I wanna take a moment to pray with you. You may be questioning God's concern for you like the disciples, Lord, do you not care? And today the Lord wants to tell you that He loves you and that He will turn that for good. Jesus did not save you so He can abandon you. That's not going to happen. He shed His life because of how much He loves you. He who gave up all things, will He not freely also give us all things together with Him? He didn't spare His Son. Will He spare you a new job that's an upgrade? Will He spare you recovery of health and strength? Will He spare you anything? No, He won't. He's your Father. I just wanna take a moment to pray with you. Father, in the mighty Name of Jesus, we surrender every storm and we see it by faith under Your feet. There is nothing in our life that You cannot deal with. Thank You that right now, every adversity is being turned into advancements in Your people's life. Thank You that that even now the broken hearts are being mended by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank You that broken relationships and tensions. Thank You that even now a person who was thinking of suiciding shall not because the resurrection life of Jesus Christ picks that person up. Thank You that right now that You're given during this time, those who owned businesses, new ideas of greater businesses. Thank You that right now You're recovering. Lord, everything that the enemy has meant for evil, that right now by the power of Your Spirit is being turned into good in the Name of Jesus. Thank You for joining us for this message today. We don't assume that every person listening has a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And so today, we invite you to begin following Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. The Bible teaches that every one of us has been created for a relationship with God. Sin has separated us from that relationship, but God loved us so much that He gave us His one and only Son, Jesus Christ. Jesus lived, died and rose again, conquering sin, Satan and death itself. If we believe in our hearts that God has raised Jesus from the dead and we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, we will be saved. So if you are ready to pray in faith, turning away from your sin and believing in Jesus for your salvation, please pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God and I ask you to forgive me and cleanse my heart from all of my sin. I receive by faith the free gift of eternal life and I ask that you would fill me with the Holy Spirit. I thank you that I am born again as a child of God and that you have made me a new creation in Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray, Amen. If you have prayed that prayer for the first time, we would love to know and help connect you to a local church in your area. You can contact us on our website, numa.church. Thank you for listening.